0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Frivolous Gravity House, where you're joining me, Jordan, the guy who's talking right now, and Chris, guy who He's talks not talking to me right now. Yeah. So today we're going to be looking at um, guess what you're doing with your life, which is kind of a bit of a flex. But what we're really going to be talking about is uh, seizing the day in that old uh, dead poet society way, but also in a few other ways. Um, so, that's why we called this one Carpe Diem. Uh, or if we didn't, I don't know. So let me start off with a question that you hear all the time, it's kind of deepity. Uh, if you were going to die or if you knew you were going to die, uh, what would you do differently with your life? Which I think is something everyone gets asked in movies. It sounds deep. It sounds like, oh man, what would you do with your life if you could do anything? If you were new, you were going to die. Well, the problem with that statement is that we're all going to die. It's going to happen. And there's definitely not much time left. And what are you going to do with the time? We are all facing this conundrum all the time at every moment from the moment we're born. And what we do with our time matters because no one's, some of us have a, guess a shorter ticking clock than others, but we're all have the same ticking clock. So we're gonna look today at um, making every moment count because uh, a lot of what we talked about last time uh, really hit home with a lot of this. Um, When we were talking about adulthood, if you hadn't watched that one, a lot of what we were talking about was you have a limited amount of time. A lot of people are growing up, uh, slower. They're maturing later. They get to 30 and then they realize, Oh no, I need to get my, I need to get my, uh, myself moving because I'm waste. I've wasted a lot of time. And, uh, you know, if you fail to launch, that's just time that you haven't been taking to do the things that you want to do with your life or to fulfill any of those small or large ambitions that you have. And so, a lot of growing up ends up being seizing the day. What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? But today we're going to be looking specifically at seizing the day itself. So this can be kind of seen as a bit of a spiritual successor to that episode. We'll call Let's it get, metaphysics though. We don't yeah, want this this too- is a bit, we're going to be get a bit metaphysical, but not too much. Uh, because I don't think it's really that metaphysical because there isn't some god ordaining um ordaining us to some kind of fate or there isn't some uh trickster putting obstacles in our way it's it, it it's our fault. but i guess metaphysically how this would manifest would be how do your values rea- um exist with relation to uh the world and then how do those values relate to what you're doing with your life, but um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice still. So I apologize. Um, I guess let's start with some of the simple stuff. So what things can we do? First of all, coming off our last episode, um, one of the things that you can do is grow up faster and get on with your life and become the person that's controlling your life. And I think that's very important. I want to get onto like, things you can do to manage time. But I think one of the most important things that you can probably end up doing is um, becoming the person that's in control of your life. Because a lot of what wastes your time is doing errands for other people. You know, You're working at a job that You know makes you money and it's a means to an end but you aren't the one uh exerting your agency on that and in order to get what you want done you have to kind of exert your agency so
1: you were mentioning like we're all going to die and that's definitely part of the whole carpe diem thing is where everybody has to sort of take stock and take time for pause to to reconsider their their the allocation of their efforts, basically, mm-hmm. um, and their objectives in life on, on the grand scheme as well as on the micro scale, right? Right. So, we had talked before in other episodes about taking awareness into account by factoring in the time scale that you're looking at. So, taking that broader view, that holistic view of your entire life, and seeing what types of things would you like to achieve before the end of your life. And then breaking those down into steps and then having those as manageable or achievable goals that you can sort of incrementally progress towards every single day just through, um, just through practice and habit, basically. So what I think and what a lot of these self-help books that I've read and come across have always stated, like even dating back to like Zig Ziglar and, oh, uh, shit. Dale Carnegie is yeah. developing habits for success. And success isn't just necessarily uh, financial reward, or you know, accolades, or accreditation, or anything like that. Success is, and it's not just a hokey thing. Like success is whatever you want it to be. It no. is literally at the end of the at the end of your life. Your life is the only life you're going to experience. So success is what you consider success in your yeah, life. Yeah,
0: you can't just get to the end and declare success because there's certain like we're built a certain way and we have to. There's certain parameters that we go along with that we have to follow and you can't just you know stick a flag in a piece of dung and say i've conquered something it's like well no you just got to the you just walked over there there was no effort in that
1: exactly and it's not measured by other people either so if if you've got like a parent or something who wants you to be really rich and they encourage you to be a lawyer or or something your entire life and their success their um their definition of success then pins it towards you, even though it has no, no effect or on your actual experience. Mm-hmm. And the perfect example of this is investments. Investments take some type of sacrifice or cost in the short term for a long term benefit. You right. could spend your entire life throwing into investments and never reaping the reward. But then, you know, you can, those rewards could be inherited by your kin and that might be success to you is to have provided things for your kids and never experience anything your whole life because all you do is work and invest. That's fine for a person who believes that's what they want out of life. But I would, I would say that most of the time when self-help or mental health um, books and, and articles or blogs, if you read those, uh, when they recommend that you, um, that you meditate, this is basically what they're trying to say in, a, in a overly simplistic terms is Mm -hmm. to stop and take stock and bearing of exactly what it is that you want personally, what would make you feel fulfilled. And see, are you making those daily efforts towards that long-term progression and goal without sacrificing too much in the short-term for a uh, long-term benefit that you hope for
0: down the road? Because, I mean, one one of the things I remember growing up was like, well, you know, you wanna be successful, everyone's looking towards the results of effort. And then, uh, you know, I want, I want money and I want this. It's like, well, that's kind of what you want, but what do you want to do to get there? And so you're looking at the result and you're not looking at the task itself because with regard to your action, the task itself is probably more important. And I was, oh, the journey is more important than the destination. It's like, yeah, it's like housewife wisdom. Uh, That's poorly thought out, but what that ends up meaning is that what you do to achieve success is dependent on who you are, I think is kind of what you're getting at. But to build on that, it's like to ask that stuff and to actually sit down and think about it is like, that's actually a very difficult thing to do is because it took me a long time to figure it out. And like a lot of just staring off into into the river being like, what am I doing with my life? What is going on? And it took a lot of Like active um thought it wasn't just like like it was also a passive thing just constantly running in the background of my head but i would just sit down and actively think it's like what is going to happen in my life like what do i actually want and That's also just a conceptual idealism too, right?
1: So that's going to evolve as you live and grow. So when you're a kid, your definition of success might just be to like be an astronaut or something cool, right? Yeah. And then as you get older, you might, well, I just want a lot of money so I don't have to stress about money and I can spend time with my family that could be another success. And then once you have kids, you might be like, oh, well, I've got enough money for my kids and everything, but now I need their education and I want to be able to help them with down payments for their houses Mm. and I want to help their kids go to school. So like your whole idea is going to keep changing and that's okay, And it's important to reflect on the fact that also your ideas can change. So just having an idea and sticking to it and meditating on one thing, if it never changes throughout the course of your life, you're probably not meditating very, uh, effectively. I should say. There's no wrong way to meditate, but you're probably not doing it as effectively as you could or to get the most benefit out of it.
0: Yeah. And I always feel like when you're looking for something like that, you always have to be, there's an element of honesty in it too, because you have to be like, well, I'm the best in the world. It's like, no, no, you're not. Like, you're not. (laughs) Um, The best in the world is, you know, one guy and we all know who he is or something maybe i don't know and we uh it's obviously wayne gretzky no um but chances are you're not the best um chances are you're not even the best in your own group that's okay it doesn't matter because comparing yourself to other people is kind of dumb because uh it will get you bogged down there's not much seizing the day there, if you're just going to be comparing yourself to someone who's got completely different circumstances, completely different contexts, and completely different goals, and answers the question, what do I want completely differently? And skill to... sets too. Yeah. So, when you're looking at the ends, this is, this is actually a response to your point, uh, is that uh, I feel like the honesty of it when you're, when you're sitting there thinking, what do I want? What do I want? you have to say, it's like, okay, there's a certain amount of honesty in it. And you also have to answer the question, like, how do I want to get it? Because you could say like, well, I want money and I don't care how I get it. And so you go off and do some, you know, you start a Forex bank. (laughs) Yeah. You do some evil shit. So, and then, um, you take from others. You, you, you don't, you do something that you don't enjoy that doesn't provide to Humanity, um, you start a, I don't know, a company that makes surveillance cameras <laughs> for, to track, you know, car speeds so that can ticket people and they're just driving. Yeah, there's like net negative to society. So um, you can't convince me that like a parking meter person is, you know, providing value to the system. I could. Uh, oh, I know you could try, but It all comes down to
1: what you want versus what somebody else wants, right? Right. Like we talked about before with the person having a complete life just sitting and petting their cat all day. If that's what gives them that much fulfillment, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that compared to what I would want or what you would want, right?
0: Right. I, I think it's a little less like anything could fulfill somebody because I don't think that anything someone conceptualizes could possibly be something that fulfills somebody. And I think there's a certain amount because I think there are certain parameters with the, the tasks involved. Um, Now for someone who's playing sports, that means like becoming the best in that field of sports or becoming uh, or uh, someone who's studying and they want to expand their knowledge of the field as much as possible without regard to uh, anything or... uh, And these things all mean different things to different people. I don't think someone's sitting there petting a cat and like this is my life's journey or you get... um, uh, I think there's always some element of um, exertion and mastery to it, unless you're like, I'm the best at petting this cat. But how's that any different from being the
1: best at kicking a ball? Like a professional soccer player, that's what they do: is they kick a ball. They train running so that they can kick a ball. They train push-ups so that they can kick a ball. They do drills yeah. and
0: plays, and it's all just so they can kick a ball. Well, there's a cultural, there's a cultural context to it. If you sent a soccer player back into ancient Rome, everyone would be like, "You're really good at." Kicking things for some reason. Why? Why? I yeah, don't know. That's understand. really weird. <laughs> that's really weird. No one in our society does that because everyone in that society has different contextual stuff. So, what, so what if there ha- was a league for petting cats? Oh, then there would probably be. Oh, it probably is. God damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it, it's arbitrary. We just make up meanings to things and it's, we say this one's an okay meaning and that one's a less okay meaning, but that's just don't based think, on personal preference. I think
0: it seems arbitrary. I don't think it, is, it actually is arbitrary because I think a lot of what culture is, what do we agree is a value as a, I don't want to say collective, cause that's not right. Just as a group um, becomes something. Cause it provides say a, uh, a lesson or a uh, structural benefit, or it's something we all agree is good. Um, this provides good in society, something like Christmas, would have because you know everyone comes together else, and it everyone comes together. Why? Well, we do it because you know we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but what's really happening is you know you're reinforcing uh, making a structural argument, but it's not a bad cultural thing. And but inside another cultural context, it wouldn't it would it'd be completely meaningless. Now, I'm not arguing for cultural relativism, but at the same time, I'm arguing that it's not. Arbitrary. We, we humans even unconsciously do things for a reason. I would, I would say, and even if we don't know that reason, why am I doing this? I don't know. I'm just doing it. Uh, you see a lot of that in society. Um,
1: see, I, I would conjecture that it is arbitrary, just based on the fact that evolution is arbitrary. The way things evolve and mutate is completely random. So what we choose to appreciate and value, and our personal preferences have to be just as random as evolution unless you believe in some higher guiding principle like a soul because then the soul would be the guiding influence not evolution
0: but it's evolution is happening in relation to um the environment itself the evolution is and mutation are specifically the um action of evolution are happening in response to um environmental things so you know you get a a snake that grows fur it's not gonna grow fur in the desert now or if it does it's like why does that snake have fur i don't know but it's gonna die protects soon it the from
1: the sun <laughs> yeah
0: and so you then you get a snake that develops some film over its thing that that protects it from the sun and the desert uh but you know a snake with fur in you know a northern climate make 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 a bit more sense like caterpillars or something snake with fur but it most lies.
1: evolutionary traits are benign. You don't even notice them. And th- no. those are random. So the actual act of evolution is random, even if every now and then you get one trait that manifests as something that's significant enough to be perceived. Right. But in that, from that vein, you could also say that people's preferences are likewise. So it's not wrong for people to have different preferences, because in order for there to be diversity in our population, yeah. there must be random preference. Right, so we're getting. And we do coalesce to some types of th- principles and ideas that we agree upon, like soccer, and uh, you know, th- being better than just kicking
0: rocks around. I think, but it's still arbitrary. We're still well, just. I think the. Confusing. It seems. I, I still think it seems arbitrary on the surface, but if you get to a metaphysics of it, we all are kind of looking for similar things uh, at the base of it. And I'm not saying like spiritualistic metaphysics. I'm saying like, well, why do you? Why do you uh make these wood sculptures? It's like oh, this is what I do. That's is not that's as much um uh what do you call it? Explanation is is actually necessary because like this is what I do, this is my Tao, this is my Dharma, whatever. And so um finding that's extremely hard. Sometimes it's easy, and those people are blessed. There is no other word for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't I can't emphasize that enough. But it's um that 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 diversity that you talk about is it it's there and we need to i think part of okay i'm going to move the conversation for cuz i think i think this is a good place to go that diversity that you talked about that comes from some seemingly arbitrary place eh, sorry but uh is something that we kind of need to brace as an individual but we're not ever told what that is and that's kind of why you know you end up with a lot of people who kind of sit there it's like what do you want to do with your life like i don't know but like i said those people that know are blessed you know these people like what are you doing well i'm working making wood sculptures why this is what i do that's they found their 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 thing that they can do to seize the day they, they found that thing that gives their life meaning because you know they're good at it and they revel in the excellence of their own hands uh to some extent and there's um a beauty in that and when you've made that manifest in the world you 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 have fulfilled i guess that metaphysical expectation uh of Um, well, the, the metaphysical expectation of meaning and the metaphysical expectation of your life, because you are an actor acting upon the action that brings you the most joy. And not an inaction provides suffering to that person. But I think the problem with a lot of us is that when we're encountering that diversity, when we're encountering that, what can I do as a human to be the most human that I can be, which is to fulfill some aspect. Uh, I think Dharma is probably the best word for it. Um, I'm probably going to have to explain that though, for some of the audience, because <laughs> you get it. Uh, but that doesn't really help much of the people listening. <laughs> yeah, <good one. laughs> okay. So Dharma is a, Hindu? Yeah, it's a Hindu. No. Well, it's a Hindu. I think it's also used a bit in Buddhism, but I could be wrong. Oh, it's fully
1: uh, used in Buddhism, but I think they got it from Hindus, which got it from Brahmanic texts, which got yeah, it from blah, blah, blah. Everything's yeah, the,
0: borrowed. The Vedas who the Aryans brought in from like Northern Russia going like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Man, that On melting the paper pot. The Chinese created. <laughs> that melting pot of Central Asia was fascinating. Anyway. Um <clears throat> and yes it was a weird swirly melting pot of cultures um but the dharma is this concept much like um the Tao much like the logos in Christianity and uh Chinese um where you have a purpose in life and your job is to fulfill it now in certain of the traditions it's your dharma is to weave baskets, and it's imposed upon you in sort of a caste way, and that's just slavery. You can't like that's that's slavery. Your 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 dad weaves baskets, you weave baskets. There's no yeah. way you're gonna get out of it, and we kill you if you try not to weave baskets,
1: and we won't pay you enough to live, and yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, because you don't deserve food
1: because <laughs> you're a basket maker.
0: <laughs> yeah, you shoot filth or something, and so there's elements of that in it but the concept when you when you look into it makes does make a lot of sense and it feels uh like there is a lot of meaning there so when it feels like there's something there explore it because your intuition is telling you there's something there and you have to use your conscious mind to actually figure it out you can't just be like oh i get it it's like you know a feeling.
1: No, that's sort of the it. implication I was trying to underline though. That is a deification of causality. Mm-hmm. Basically saying there's an existential point or goal to ev- to your life. When yeah. I that's not provable though. That's just an assumption that you have to make based on there being some type of soul no. or, or you know it, energy of the universe guiding you into a, a forward direction. It is a But a it's really just not. It's it's a downward flow of entropy. You mm-hmm. go from an ordered state to an unordered state and then Every now and then, you're going to get pockets of order, which are just vortices in entropy, and that's what life is. It's the sun constantly exploding, but taking so long to explode that there's the Earth and you know atmospheres and biology. It's, It's taking
0: so long to explode, but like the mass of the sun itself holds the explosion down. That's sorry. Physics yeah, and that's cool. the
1: reason we have energy on Earth is because entropy is working in a downward spiral. Mm. But the downwardness creates a vortex of order, which then descends into disorder when you die, and then order again when you when you know.
0: Yeah, biology it's is kind in. of a physical manifestation of the samsaric cycle.
1: Yeah, which is what makes like religion so fascinating, okay. though, and interesting is because it's not entirely wrong. It's just now, one I'm, way of looking at the same thing. It's one I'm other lizard.
0: science bunch of eastern scholars just like reeing at me for just saying that sentence i'm sure but <laughs> whatever fight me um <laughs> fight in me the in the comments, comments. please <laughs> um but the yeah the idea is that you have this duty but the now like i said you are a creature of action and in action we've seen especially in the last 2 years uh, an, a, a per, an object at rest stays at rest and a person at rest stays at rest, but depressed. Um, and so you there is like Chris was saying, there's something to this. There's something about the idea of fulfilling your action, but moving in a way, maybe that counters, uh, what do you call that? What's that thing that you called it? Entropy. Entropy. Thank you. I'm not having the best day here, but we'll the, work together. Mo- don't worry. Moving in a way that counters entropy, in a way that fulfills, that is the best you can do. So that's going with the flow. You know, that's the Tao. That's that thing. The so you marrying Dharma with Tao here, or logos, doing what comes naturally to you, and we all kind of have something and. I'm kind of as have a suspicion that there are a few unfortunate stoles that are absolutely good at nothing, um, and we can just you know let help them have the best time in their life. <laughs> I guess that's the best we can do. But even um, in those cases, the purpose of them
1: might be to fulfill the purpose of other people that care for them. Do you know what right. I mean? Because right. it they reflects can still bring on how into we into the
0: world, but, but they it reflects might not on have how we talent. as a
1: society function, if the way we treat and address and concern ourselves of others.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's another story, but the talent that we uh, that most of us have that 99.999% of us have, except for Jim and Bruce, who always brings me down, uh, but. (laughs) Stupid Bruce. Yeah. Don't bring me down, Bruce. If
1: Bruce (laughs) is watching this, we don't mean you, we mean the other Bruce. I mean the Bruce from the song.
0: (laughs) So, um, what. (laughs) <laughs> what, and we, we talk about a lot of this when we when we are t- talking about um uh when we talk about economy and diversity, but the thing that you're good at, but fulfilling that thing in itself brings joy. And that's something that we've just all seen. You know, you you're good at this, you find the zone in something, you're like, whoa, I'm really good at this. And you want to do more of it because you want more of that joy feeling you see that it's productive you've created something you've added something i don't know you see this a lot it's so evident on the internet when you go on and you see people who are in the zone you got like TikTok videos of someone doing their best uh making food or like look i made a thing and here's the process of me making it they're proud of it they love it this is an act of beauty that is happening in everyone's life and remember if you look back to how I defined or how we defined beauty in that previous episode named beauty, uh, was um, an object that excels at has excels at being the thing in itself. So you have a flower, but a beautiful flower will be a flower that is more like the platonic flower as it could be, you know, beautiful mug. You'll have like a, a regular mug but you know a beautiful mug will be a mug like that is the most mug thing i have ever seen quality of excellence in being what it is superior vessel of fluids <sighs> yeah it's just like man there's mugs but i didn't know there could be a mug <laughs> and so but here's the it's... thing though with with the carpidium um
1: in mm-hmm. mind like the whole point of this just to sort of um... oh yeah i
0: was gonna bring it back but you can yell. <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: I want to encourage you to keep going, but I just wanted to keep into context, like the the frame of reference that we're we're moving from, right? Because mm-hmm. this isn't a discussion about theology or epistemology or anything like no. that. The the idea is that carpe diem means meditating on your own fulfillment, things that value to yourself, and the things that are value to yourself in the long term for a lifelong type of um, context or viewport or perspective. Is the thing is going to be the things that you excel at it's going to be the things that you try and get yourself to master or the things that you do um, Ritualistically almost in order to get that sense of fulfillment and in in the grand scheme It's not just a matter of you know giving a homeless person five dollars once and then thinking for the rest of your life that you're some benevolent soul yeah that's it, actually it's about <laughs> it's about the ha- habit the habitual nature of your actions and your behaviors and your thought patterns and
0: your energies and efforts and i think mm-hmm. that's what you're getting to yeah and there's i think the reason that we say carpe diem or seize the day is because that movie was so good uh, well it was i love our latin phrasing um yeah latin phrasing and robin robin williams just being robin williams and um no it was a good movie and in that movie the the guy in that movie only found joy in uh acting because he wanted to play doing that play and he killed himself oh geez spoilers when uh (laughs) he was unable to do that when he was unable to fulfill the thing that called to him and I think a lot of us not are in a even more precarious position where we know what we're good at or we know what we want to do and we just don't do it we just stop and we're like oh that's someone else i'm not you know and we make up excuses and they're all excuses and yes they are excuses um uh, well my dog died it's like oh, okay i'm sorry about your dog so <laughs> and you a lot of us instead of just like instead of not finding it because there is that meditation and a lot of us are held back from even getting there, but once you know, or have an inkling of what you want to do, just go do it. And that's, I'd say, well, you know, it's easy to say, cause I can, anyone can say, just go forth and do the thing that you want to do. Well, there's a lot of steps involved there. There's a lot of paperwork involved. There's a lot of steps that you don't want to do, and frankly, the first step is always the hardest it's like the stupidest hardest thing ever is the first step because step two three and four just you know you accidentally step them
1: my only criticism to that though would be being good at it i don't think you have to be good at something to do something that's valuable and an example of that would be this podcast like i'm not the best 3d (laughs) cg designer in the world or graphic (laughs) designer and we're not the best podcast hosts Mm -mm. and you know what i mean like it's not about just doing the things that you're best or excel at. It's about doing things that are of value, and to us, or to me at least, I assume for you too, but I don't want to speak for you since you're here. <laughs> for for us, the value is in the communication and in the socialization and the progression of just civilized society itself, or expanding awareness and knowledge of things like literature, or you know, programming, or or
0: you know, concepts like open source love.
1: and. <laughs> And things like that. So it, I, I don't want to pin too much of it on how well something is perceived no. to be done because I don't think that's what makes something of value. I think but anybody that has something to say should write a book. That's why I wrote a book. Anything, Anybody that has like music in their heart and they just want to get it out, there's no point in just reserving it for yourself when it costs zero dollars whatsoever to copy and paste an audio file for somebody else to listen to. So you might as well release an album to everybody, even if nobody likes it, because if one person likes it and it costs nothing to transmit it, you might as well have that out there. Well, I think it's... The aggregation of all of our art is what makes art. It's not just the best or the peak art that is art. There are tons of artists that will never be known or ever be heard of who made sculptures that never lasted even their own lifetimes. I think that art could have influenced somebody else during their lifetime or during the lifetime of the piece. And and like the obvious thing is like with uh, painters especially, a lot of times their work isn't worth anything until after they're dead. Or Hitler's work wasn't worth anything until after he, you know, <laughs> Third Reich. Like it, his art wasn't bad, but oh, No bad, yeah, it. Okay, I was but like, now if you work. tried to sell
0: art,
1: now if you tried to sell a piece of art that was done by Hitler, it would be worth a lot of money, but not because of his artwork. It would have been a lot of money because of Hitler. So yeah, it's not about the value of the item or the mastery of the craft specific to what you're doing. What's really intrinsically valuable in in the in the scope of like qualia. Or, and that's what we're talking about with like carpe diem and seizing the day is about seizing qualia, getting quality of
0: life out mm-hmm. of life. Well, that's why yeah. I, nev- I never, I never actually, cool. like I never, like I said, something you're good at, but that good doesn't mean that it's objectively good. It means something that calls to you. Um, like I'm decent at some things and I like some things, but that doesn't mean I'm a master. I'm the best at it. How many people play professional hockey, but are terrible at it. But pl- the being in the NHL probably brings them a, an inordinate amount of joy, even though they're not Connor McDavid or Wayne Gretzky. Um, even though it seems like Connor McDavid doesn't really get much joy from it. <laughs> He's never oh, smiling. You can not get that good at something and do it that often. Like I know I, I I know he's got but I just I don't know I never see the guy smile. Yeah, but that's just maybe he's just but I was oh, wait, sort of leading us live in Edmonton factor. so but, he's highly motivated because of how yes. much he enjoys it. And that's the thing. The, the to me that's a bit of a virtue is doing that thing that you are, and I say called to do that doesn't mean that you are like the best at And I think that's a lie because when they tell you as a kid, you know, um, everyone's good at something or everyone's the best at something, that's a lie. (laughs) Mm. There's too many people and there's not enough things. Um, Nobody can be the best at everything. Well, I'm the best at, you know, doing that little pen trick. Uh, And then it's Then somebody comes along with seven pens on their fingers, and they're all coming around. It's just like okay, Uh, but the it doesn't matter who's the best. It matters what brings you uh, purpose. What brings you, I guess, that quality of life. Because if like I've painted before, um, like I painted like uh, like walls and stuff, it it was abject suffering. It was inordinately Terrible for me to be doing that because of a number of factors. Um, the my my temperament, my like a lot of my biology, everything in my being just made it so that painting a wall was one of it was a thing of terror for me. I I just hated it. everything about it. I just couldn't put my thing on. I just like, this is the opposite of carpe diem. This is what I would do if uh, I was deciding to anti-seize the day. I would you know, go here to suffer. And that's, I'm using a negative to explain the positive, but- um, Very Buddhist of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. To go up first, you must go down. Yes, I'm making fun (laughs) of you guys, Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't subscribe to some of the stuff you talk about. You Buddhists in the audience, Um, but you, I find that in it it isn't some kind of spiritual thing. It's just literally the way we're built. We're not a, we're not a specialized. um, We're a generalized species, but we're a generalized. We're specialized as individuals, and that's maybe by design, whatever you want to call it. Maybe by just to keep us you know go read some evolutionary biology it'll say like you need to fill in a niche but humans are such that we fill in multiple niches all at once and we do that by generalizing on the macro level and then specializing on the micro level and that micro level is an individual that's you so we're all kind of intentionally built a bit differently we to reinforce um Survival of the species and to maintain cohesion of the human form, which means like we all have to be different so that you know one disease doesn't just take us all out at once. But in practice, what this means is that we are all good at something, but we all kind of suck equally, and that's okay. (laughs) But I think the now, let, let's let's kind of move on because we've kind of been beating this dead horse a bit. Um, now, finding that thing that provides, you now we're kind of saying that it's something that provides you that. What do you want? And the answer to that is that we've provided so far is you want to act in the way that you're good. So, like... um do the thing that you're good. So if you're, if you find pleasure in baking, bake. If you enjoy uh, the act of being a barber, go cut people's hair. Uh, if you feel this unrelenting need to protect the weak, go be a soldier. I guess. Um, if you just can't stop singing, go sing. Go be a go be an artist. Or if you can't stop drawing, go draw. Embrace that that which drives you towards it and but don't and i think you'll probably agree with this one is that uh don't just let it happen you want to interrogate those feelings a bit because you know you can say like oh i keep drawing all the time it's like well yeah yeah but why and what do you keep drawing and why does it bring you pleasure well because it's interrogate that that's what you want to you know you don't want to stop meditating once you've Answer the question: What do I want, and who do I want to be? Um, because what you want fulfills who you want to be to some extent, but um, you need to understand why, and then continue. I think that's journey. what
1: makes deconstructivism so helpful too, is because it helps you not neglect the little things that aren't maybe the um, that aren't the main factors, but there are like extraneous factors. So, for example, when you're talking about like investing in your own life for um, for money so that you don't have to worry about money for the rest of your life, you got to spend a bunch of money, put in tons of effort and go to school. And then once you're at school, you sometimes have to forego social situations, right? So that you can study and get a better grade and so that you can qualify for certifications and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Those types of short term investments, even though they feel long term and they're very hard because you spend years and years to work towards a degree. It doesn't just happen from like I put in this effort once and now I have it. It's like a, a long-term style of uh, uh, of contribution towards that fulfillment or that 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 I don't want to say joy because joy is like a temporary, fleeting type of thing. But I mean like that qualia, the quality of life, that fulfilling portion. So, in assessing those types of investments of either time, energy, or money, or all three, you're also um, you're also have to. Take stock and keep into account those little moments that you're also going to miss. Not so that you can avoid doing the hard thing, but so that you can adequately cost, um, cost benefit analysis your, your, your trajectory, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So just taking stock of the large expenses, and by expenses, I just mean your, your investments or contributions or your sacrifices or whatever. Only taking stock of the large portions and ignoring all of the small ones, I think is what most people do. Mm-hmm. And because it's easier and quicker, but when you when you reflect and meditate and actually think about it, taking appreciation of all those little things that you also did will give you even greater fulfillment from the work you're already doing.
0: Mm. And
1: I think a lot of people who are dissatisfied in life, it's because they're only looking at the, the big chunks and then they're seeing more big chunks of effort than they are seeing big chunks of reward. But the rewards come in small chunks, just like the effort came in small chunks. And that time that you take to actually sit and process changes the way you not only approach the day, but also um, it makes it easier to do all those things on a daily basis, knowing that they're all contributing towards something that you know is meaningful and you know it's meaningful to you because you regularly process it interrogate it like you said Mm. so without that interrogative uh in process in 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 a regular basis it's easy to forget or or lose lose sight of the reason for your ambitions and the feelings that you get from them and that goes from anything from child rearing to making money to education uh, or arts and whatever you want to do and apply yourself to. Uh, the point is to actually not just appreciate the rewards from things, but also appreciate the struggle that it took to achieve those rewards, because that's going to give you a fulfillment of the reward. The reward itself is just like a thing, right? It's something you hang on your wall to remind yourself of the feeling, but the actual process and the actual attainment of the goal the conceptualization, that abstract piece, is what actually benefits you. The piece right. of paper means absolutely nothing in a frame. Well, it's the memory of acquiring that piece of paper and everything it took to get it and what it's going to give you in the future that's actually beneficial.
0: Right, because we're misconstruing, and I'm probably going to say exactly what you were just saying. Um, that's is... good. paraphrase away, my friend you have this symbol on your wall, you know, Jordan Roy graduated, blah, 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 blah. It's a symbol that represents, and we, we take it a lot of times almost too literally, like you have attained a big victory. But the problem is, is that every large victory is just a series of small victories. And that represents, and a big victory, like I remember getting my master's and doing the thing, like the big victory was almost meaningless because, I had remembered all of the little tests and all of the little uh, conversations and all my tiny victories that I had had along the way. And those were the ones that taught me all the lessons that I remember. Um, And the piece of paper is merely a symbol of that. And it's a useful symbol and it it can be used as a tool, um, a practical tool. But beyond that, it's, it's tucked away back there somewhere. I should. Put it like here that'd be a good spot for it but yeah right um, in that cubby hole in the middle yeah and like have some old pistols just kind of crossed above it or something <laughs> to piss my old teachers off uh, <laughs> but um the those little things are, are are like it's the reality of what's happening and i i think when you're in school one of the one of the glorious things about school and i think one of the things people miss when they get out of school is that everything is geared towards an end. And that is so powerful. Like you have this, you're performing a task which is nested in a larger class, which isn't a unit, which is nested in a topic, which is nested in a class, which is nested in a, in a, uh, in a degree, which is nested in a, uh, education. And the goal is to, you know, get to the end of the education and i actually had a lot of problems with this because while i was going through education i was so absolutely driven i was like monomaniacally driven everything was towards that goal and when i achieved that goal i was just like oh i screwed up i uh my momentum i've got all this momentum what do i do with it and i had to like sit and meditate on it but the 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 joy of it was having that and like we talked about in our relative scopes episode when you have your actions nested within a um within a construct of reality so oh, it sounds all fancy but no when when you have an end um i'm doing this so that i can uh gain an education i'm doing this so that i can create finish a work of art a work of art i'm doing this so i can play this symphony perfectly i'm doing this to build a building um talk to a construction guy they like their actions are nested within a larger structure and this is this is something that does provide a lot of meaning because you're doing something for a reason but when you get out of school when you get that certificate it's almost like a stop sign <laughs> stop you've finished you're good you can rest it's like put resting I, no i don't want to resting is the absence of act of action like i don't i don't want that right now that's a lot
1: of my difficulty with school too like i've mm -hmm. always got bad grains in school and it's not because i'm like dumb i'm not saying i'm the smartest guy in the world but i'm definitely not dumb uh i just have difficulty with school but one of my life goals one of the things that brings me fulfillment is education so i try to learn everything because that's what fulfills me mm -hmm. even if i know for a fact i will never know anything perfectly or master anything because i'm splitting my um, my efforts off into so many different directions I know for a fact that I'll never be the best at anything but my goal isn't to be the best at anything I value the education of knowing things more than I value the um, not that I don't value accreditation it's just that it's more important to me to, to, to to maintain my level of successful education versus somebody else's like a bureaucrat or administrators level of successful education mm. that said I'm still in school and I've enrolled in university and you know all that kind of stuff but the point is my motivation my driving factors the thing I do on a regular basis the practice I do with code and meditation and philosophy and all that kind of stuff is um, it's about me and that's because I spent the time trying to learn this since you know a young age um, due to my, my penchant for philosophy, but finding relationships that, um, that jive with like core values, like harmonic relationships with other people generally have that undertone. It's usually people who really resonate with each other are people who have those types of core deep seated belief values that they, um, they, they not project, but, um, it radiates from them, it radiates between people. And that's what I guess the hokey science would call aura. But I, <laughs> I do think there's something in it though, even though it is hokey and you know, again, metaphysical, that? but the aura is basically how we apply our energies and efforts and our behavioral traits that, you know, then progress from those or our extensions of those. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important too in consideration of like the type of person you want to be, or if you have like an ideal you. Um, in the, for the future or what you want to grow into. That whole, um, that whole idea and construct or the, the concept itself is something that's not just out in the ether effervescent and you know, never materializes. That is the way you push yourself and motivate yourself through struggles and hardships and through those sacrifices and adequately cost-benefit analysis, the, the ways that you approach things in life. Mm-hmm. So that type of thing, I believe, and I can't say for certain, but I just believe, is um, it's intrinsic to human nature. That's sort of what gives us personality and preference and things like that, despite the fact that we're all diverse creatures. Mm-hmm. We're all still animals, but in the same token, we all can idealize. That's something animals can't do. We can have concepts and ideas that are mm-hmm. you know, the ideal perfection, like a Carnot engine. Even if you could find an animal that does math, it's not gonna it's not gonna discover new maths because it doesn't have that that creativity right. of mind. It's not
0: sapient. Yeah, it's sentient. Like there's a lot of sentient animals. Uh, but sentient just means you can feel things, right? You not only feel does things, love we you. imagine feeling things. <laughs> That's totally different. Yeah, that in the whole like theory of mind thing, where you can place yourself in another person's body and just be like, what are they feeling and everyone calls that oh i'm so empathetic it's like yeah we all have that just some of us are using it
1: yeah Uh, and some don't but that's like a medical condition like
0: (laughs) yeah there's like you have a psychological thing and then people are going to write papers about you um psychopathy by definition and uh hmm
1: but what I also want to say about that is um, what I feel is special about things like mathematics and abstractions like we talked about in our abstract video is w- what it's doing is, is act- it's identifying and pinpointing that type of structure in your mind and that's what gives you motivation and goals and helps you assess things that are of value and I mean like core value not like material value but you know emotional, personal, existential value. Um, math isn't in, in, insane with that because you, you can quantize abstractions that are interrelated. So mm-hmm. you can use like gauge theory or manifolds and topologies and stuff like that to plot your points inside of, and you can change your frame of reference based on, on the manifold, which mm-hmm. is just something you can't really do in other ways except for like language and music and arts, like things that are being scrubbed out of the schools these days because people can't quite articulate their value or use in society. They want to teach them accounting instead. Well, there is value in learning physical education, obviously, because that's material. But um, well, physical
0: education is getting kicked out too. That was one of the ones that was leaving when I was in school.
1: Oh, that, that's just insane to me. Like right? everybody should be exercising every day just to be functioning. Our bodies need it. Like we haven't evolved past the the phase where we had to chase animals. We still mm. need to like treat our bodies as if we're chasing animals every day. Uh, I just, I think it's really important in considering carpe diem because superficially looking at your life's goals and objectives is not, um, it's not a true analysis of what you're doing or what you're committing yourself to doing. And for everybody who believes that they're a good person, which is almost everybody, um, that doesn't mean that you're already a good person and you can just stop and give up. Like you said, when you've got the piece of paper, you need to carry that momentum forward. Mm -hmm. And in doing that. Carpe diem is sort of the the short form way of saying let's keep reevaluating and reassessing and, and adjusting our ideals based on the new information and the new stimuli that we get from our experience of the world around us on a regular basis. Mm-hmm.
0: And like that's the reason I think you need to keep going with that momentum is coming back to that first question that I asked way back when and very poorly because I hadn't had the momentum. <laughs> which was um that whole idea of the mortality that we have and i think to some extent we all know this a lot of us are unwilling to look at it uh or think about it because it's scary the non-existence of ourself or uh the deletion of our ego which is um and the fear is ingrained in us for a very good reason, or you else know, so we'd just be like, "Oh well, I guess I'm off to the death today," and we we wouldn't have made it as a species. But what um, what's constantly in our minds is: Are you using your time wisely? Are you are you even if you are doing the thing that you want to do? Are you doing this wisely and? one of the things that comes out of that for me at least is this absolute desperation and i remember feeling it uh in my mid-20s and into my 30s and it's just still always there and i get this this absolute like i don't think like death doesn't terrify me it's scary obviously but it's not this thing that rules my life it's more a, a constant reminder to not just sit on your butt all day, or to actually do that thing. Because the whole point of carpe diem is get up and do it. That's pretty much the implicit um, uh, the implicit blanket statement in in this. It's like seize the day, which is a fancy Latin way. You put anything in Latin, you can make it sound fancy. But it's get up off your butt and do it. Now it sounds great, and, and, and it's easy when you have someone behind you going like "Get up, get up!" kicking you out of bed and something like that. If you have like a drill sergeant saying "More push-ups, more push-ups," or your coach going "Another lap, go, get, get good," and, you know it's it's easy. But a lot of times, most of the time, what we have to do is is motivate ourselves. And the thing that motivated me, well, there's a couple things. Uh, one of them was, uh, well, it's a joke that me and my wife have. Uh, there's two things that motivate people. There's spite, <laughs> I'm going to do this to piss other people off. I'm going to succeed just in spite of everybody. I'm going to succeed because it will piss people off. I'm going to be the best person I can because it'll ang- make people angry. It's spite. We all have it. The other one is girls are watching which is kind of the sex drive. If you do this, and you can game this in your head, it sounds crass, but it it works. If you do this, you can tell yourself, if I do this, I will have more access to sexual activity. And your brain's like, yeah, let's do that, and that, and that, and that. Let's do it all. Let's do it all. And honestly, if you can convince yourself that, you know, if you can like say, <laughs> I tricked my brain into thinking it's getting late or something. If, if it does this, it works. Spite, you know, the competition between you and that, that, that primordial drive of procreation, it's there. You can use it. But the most powerful one is that dread. I will have died without doing anything and this is where you get things like legacy and uh, history and this is where all this stuff comes from because people want to have their life mean something but your life can't mean anything if you don't do anything mm-hmm. and sometimes you just get a, the, a bad luck of the draw um, I remember like a bible story which keeps coming up in my head where a baby was born without lungs and you um, and that baby was dealt a bad hand and, you know, it was like a test by God saying like, you know, the parents were good parents because even in the two hours that the baby was alive, you know, the, baby, the parents showed grace and uh, it was just, it's a Bible story. It's not going to be happy. Um, and so, uh, but some of us are dealt bad hands or luck of the draw. Guess what? You've got cancer. But that is going to happen to all of us on a grand scale. We're all dealt pretty much the same hand. And comparing them and contrasting them are completely redundant when you have individuality on top of that. So it comes down to you've got a finite amount of time. What are you going to do with it? And you can be nihilistic. And we see a lot of people being nihilistic with it. Well, it doesn't matter. So why should I even try? Well, it doesn't matter. So, well, of course, it doesn't matter. But it matters to you as an individual. Like, Subjectively, it matters. Well, objectively see an episode not. on meaning. <laughs> yeah, see that or cynicism. Where or
1: cynicism? Yeah,
0: <laughs> so I just go off on it. But these people are frankly evil. Like they don't create anything good. They're they're slaves to entropy and they worship it uh, because nothing matters. You might as well just get it over with. And then the fact that they don't belies, I think, one of the I think almost makes my point Um, because, you know, you tell someone who's like nothing matters. Okay. Well then kill yourself. And then they don't. Well, something obviously matters there. (laughs) And the thing that matters is the life that they won't, or they aren't willing to take from themselves because while they see some intrinsic, even though they're claiming nothing matters, they're unwilling to take the step that their religion uh, demands. Uh, which is, you know, just become nothing. Um, just enter the entropy, like put yourself back into the to, into the swirling mass of uh, matter. No, no, because there's something subjectively that is important to us. Maybe and it, it, it is driven chemically, but that, again, metaphysically doesn't matter because subjectively we're still living in the context of being human. Thus, when you come up to something, Jesus, I'm, my point's coming away from me but when you well, maybe
1: i can help you find it a bit <laughs>
0: yeah sorry I, I was making a point and i just I, I was about to bring it back and i forgot what i was originally Oh, was fine i was
1: i was gonna let you keep going with it till you came to it um but as far as that uh that nihilism that creeps in i think a lot of that is biological oh, right. and chemical i think yes. a lot of the way we think like and the easy way to the easy well, example <laughs> the analog to it is like the sex drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's in, out, in, out, in, out, like it, it's not, it's not doing anything, but we enjoy it so much. And
0: our brains are wired so much for it that we're just like, because it's it. well, first of all, it's more than in, out, in, out, in out. anyone's hat, who's had, uh, to my older, you know, well, my, ears audience i'm sorry but okay, to anyone but who's had more as an analog to
1: exercise yeah. it's just lifting and putting down lifting and putting down yeah. lifting and putting down it's not actually building something it's not doing anything it's not constructive well i mean mm. it's building kids but <laughs> what i'm getting to though is it's not um when you look at it dispassionately it, it looks ridiculous Oh, yeah. It's absolutely absurd the way we as animals behave as animals. Like, which is the fact I, that we have to cover yeah. ourselves up and we have shame is just weird.
0: Well, Which is why I do believe in the objective, because the objective is something that we can access very easily. It's just, mm-hmm. it's absurd.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. like,
0: oh, well, look at this matter walking around, rubbing up against each other, creating more editions of that matter. It's like, yeah, now they're secreting fluids for some odd reason. And- <laughs> like, there is objectivity and we have to look at it. It's just, it's not actually that useful. Yeah, context, it, it doesn't. It doesn't diminish the value of
1: anything. That's the thing. A lot of people mm. are using it on an equal weighted playing field as you know their value systems and objective values aren't reasonable.
0: Get, like uh, modern art, which reflexively tries to show you you as an objective being is like, look, we're all disgusting. It's like yeah, art about the, the art. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, do something worthwhile. Second of all, get your head out of your butt. You're being deep for the sake of decently. Anyway, I'm just complaining about art. But
1: food is another huge motivator. If, if anybody's ever like fasted for 24 hours, <laughs> how strongly you will eat almost anything, you know, based on just your chemistry telling you that you're hungry, not because you're physically dying or wasting away or anything like that. Just 24 hours, you will eat anything. Yeah. Uh, that That's just chemical. And when people have a variety of different chemistries and a variety of different experiences and a variety of different biologies. That just makes for a hugely diverse population for their own uh, personal growth and development and ideals and their own Mm -hmm. conceptualized, um, not perfections, but uh, uh, excellence, that uh, telos. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think what I was trying to get at. Uh and thank you for getting me back on the track. It's just my brain went whew, wanted to think about clouds and nothingness and You're doing it again. The, yeah, I'm doing it again. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was when I was getting at this, was when you bring it back, you can actually game these objective aspects of yourself and make a subjective change. You can uh, and the like yeah, subject uh sexuality uh food these things that we like if you don't have them like the food drive if you don't have food you will do some like history has shown us that we can do some gosh darn distasteful things uh when we are that hungry um and men who cannot control their sexuality they do some of the most heinous things uh we have seen but um i guess women too but men they're the ones with the higher drives. Um, but the women do it too, just different. Yeah, they do it. It's it's just weird. It's a bit more manipulative. Yeah. (laughs) It's, um, but the, uh, but the biggest one is death because it's coming for us all. It's universal. Um, this, uh, it's the one that'll affect everyone equally. Um, and it is, um, it's ultimate it's always in the back of your head it's always saying like you know memento mori remember this you know remember you're gonna die and it, it, it can depress you when you're playing you know a game that you actually hate just to pass the time and you know your brain just is like hey memento mori and you're just like ah you just like remember and you know you see yourself objectively for a second you're just like crap but then you it works when you're uh it works in a good way too you know you're you're looking for inspiration and all of a sudden it ticks you in the back of your head and just and you're just like okay okay i gotta get going i gotta get going and i think experiences do a lot of that suffering strangely does it too yeah um because you understand that Life is short when you're just suffering. And you, 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 you know that you don't want to live a life that's like that. You don't want like the next 70 years. You know, it's like, oh, I could die at any day. It's like, no, you could live 70 years in this misery. And that's mm-hmm. one of the one things that drove me because I was I was working all these terrible jobs and I wasn't seeing any advancement. I was I was looking at my future and I was saying, I can't do this for another 60, 70 years. I I can't. I will not be able to do it. And so I shifted my gear and moved forward in a different direction because I I was like, I can't take two years of this, let alone like the next 60, 70. No, 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 I can't. So uh, I had to actually make a, I guess, a carpe diem. Uh, calculation in my head and I went back to school.
1: And the irony of it is you had to do twice as much of it once you went back to school. That was the sacrifice you made. Oh, yeah. And
0: not only were you doing those jobs and
1: doing more of them because you were paying money out, you had to study and do the schoolwork and everything. Yeah. And that extended for years. Yeah. It wasn't just like, I'll do it once and then I'm done and better off. It was like, well, 70 years of misery or four years of slightly more misery and then, you know,
0: 66 years of less like significantly less misery and so what that got me was an education it got me valuable effort and suffering like that suffering that you get out and you're just like oh i hate that and then two weeks later you're like man i love the way that sucked good stuff (laughs) yeah that good stuff i remember doing that at like um i was in cadets and as a kid and i remember going to camp being like oh this is terrible and you get back from camp you're like that was the best three weeks of this year, what the heck? And you don't know why, cause it's just, you're, you're, um, utilizing your agency. You're an, you're an agent that can act an actor in reality. And we are actually utilizing that agency. It feels good. <laughs> Strange, but the. But I the think what's really important to know is that, that it too. also got oh, me sorry. married and now I can enjoy my life in a fuller, richer way than I had before, because carpe diem i seized these things i just took them and i think i sorry i i I might actually tangent here um is that the other aspect of carpe diem is just take it she's there ask her out it's there buy it it's you know Why not dress nicely for that thing? Eat the good food. (laughs) Smell Mm. those friggin' roses. Tell that person he's an idiot because he's an idiot. (laughs) Like, just do it. Your life's short. Engage. Don't be passive. And A big part of like taking control of
1: those types of situations, yeah, in my right. opinion anyway, and this is from a Buddhist perspective in case anyone was unaware at this point, um, <laughs> is to take it slowly. So when you do ing- uh, ingratiate and uh, engorge in food, good foods and all the best smells and everything like that, cook it from the ground up, wash yeah. it by hand, chop it slowly, like take your time, and that's how you make the most of your time is to slow it down. When when you're having fun or rushing through things, time flies, and you miss most of it. And you're like trying to hit fast forward your whole life from one event to the next. Take the time to sit there and and, like suckle (laughs) on the drops instead of just you know down the hatch.
0: So that's a quality aspect. Um, Now I think quality and quantity both take part in this, and I kind of want that that argument that I was making before uh, just now was a. Quantity aspect and I want to come back to that because quality is worth it and I think you just made it anyway. So, uh, but um, the that that's the thing like smell the roses along the way, you know, uh, while you're on the journey, like look around and I, I see this even in the most literal term of it. You, you'll you be driving down the road and people just won't look out the window and you'll be like, did you see that? And they'll be like, see what? And I'll be like, dude, we've never been in this land before. Look around. There's a window for a reason. Like-
1: well, look at the sky when you're driving across the country. Yeah, like how clear it is outside of the city. It's just, it's just awe-inspiring.
0: Yeah. Let yourself be taken in by the numinous of reality. Well, that's that, um, that's uh, the Carl Sagan thing that we brought up before, especially in the beauty episode um, where you can have that kind of spiritual experience, that nuministic experience. Um, And you can get that from a lot of things. And Carl Sagan was saying that you can get this from science when you're doing science and all of a sudden some mystery of the universe reveals itself through this simple math equation. You're just like, Whoa. And this happens every once in a while when you're paying attention. And I guess the the thing that you're arguing, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, is just pay attention and let it
1: linger It was intended to be supplementary though because quantity is definitely important, but quality is also important.
0: Quantity, and I call this quantity, quality and quantity. Quality is take your time, enjoy the meal. Uh, Quantity is don't buy (laughs) fast food. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy, I guess that's, that's quality, but like quantity is actually do the thing, like take the opportunity. And a lot of people think I'm weird for this because I actually practice this quite a bit and I've been practicing it for a long time because it's been a truth that's been so evident in my life forever. It's just, and I don't practice it often because I still well, I suck with women, but I don't need to try anymore because I'm married. So <laughs> life hack.
1: <laughs> get <married. laughs>
0: yeah, get married and you don't have to suck with women anymore. Uh, but, um, that's the thing like you know it's like oh i don't have a you know uh, i i don't have i've never had a girlfriend but ask girls out well why not well why would i do that like what have you got to lose she's gonna say no that's the worst thing she can do the worst thing she can do is say yes (laughs) like no is easy. You just move on with your life. Feel bad for a couple minutes. Yes is like, Oh shit. Now I have to put up. And I've said that before, but the thing is, is that quality is you have to engage with everything that's happening in your life at all times. Like there's a person walking, like that's making a comment in a store respond. Uh, There's a, uh, there's a concert happening that you want to go to go to it. There's a, uh, you know, Uh, I don't know, go to that restaurant, enjoy your life because you're there to, and this is kind of like hedonistic, but I think I'm making more of an Epicurean argument, but it doesn't matter. Carpe diem means do it. If you get the inkling to do it, do it. If you're at the, if you're at a club dance, if you're at a wedding dance, if there's music playing dance, just dance, you'll enjoy your life more. And this is the quantity. Uh, aspect of it It, it, it is just do more with your life.
1: The important part to like the facet to comparing the two is that it's entirely subjective. Like not Mm -hmm. just slightly, but it's entirely subjective. And the way I would sort of example this would be um, with exercise. So if your goal in seizing the day is to make sure that you exercise every day just a little bit to get yourself fit so that you don't, you know, wash away. Your goal might mean to exercise as hard as possible so that you just get it done and over with. And then your goal for your life, your longevity of life or whatever, could be achieved just by having a hard workout every day. And then on the flip side of it, you could do well, take the time and enjoy your 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 workout and appreciate it and start slow. And you know, you could drag it out to an hour every day and that would be also beneficial for your health and your mental state and would achieve your objectives. But because people's objectives are different, one might be, I just need to get the exercise out of the way so I can do all this other stuff that actually yeah. matters to me. And another person might be, I need to slow my mind down. I need to really breathe and relax and fa- like take in all of the sights and sounds of, of nature as I go for my walk. So it's not the same for everybody. Just going to right. the gym and lifting the heaviest weights to be as buff as possible. That's one person's ideal. I understand another person's those guys, ideal though. could just be walking on a treadmill while they watch uh, sitcoms.
0: Now, one thing I think that comes out of that, if I take your argument to the extreme now, uh, if I take it not to the extreme, then I'd also have to say, like, if you're going for that run and you see something interesting, stop your run and watch, like, look at it. Is something happening. Well, no, I need to uh, do my run. And what it comes to me is like, there isn't a set of, there isn't a list of the things you need to accomplish. And if you're listifying, that's not a word. I like that Uh, word. (laughs) <laughs> if you're listifying of your things and you're like, these are the things I need to do in order to have a meaningful life because, you know, that's, it's like you're doing it wrong. Everyone who would do that is doing that wrong because you need to be versatile because your life is going to surprise you with some weird stuff. And if it's not on the list, it's not something I need to accomplish. It's like what? No, it's like, this isn't a video game where you say like, get seven things. Oh, I got seven things. I'm yeah, done. Here's plan. your trophy. Here's your achievement. <laughs> like, no, it, it, life is going to change every moment. And because like, we've all seen this, so, you know, your life, you, you've got something, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this, and all of a sudden something happens. You're like new plan. <laughs> and that's something that I think we all have to do because life like, okay, COVID through everyone, For this this thing, it's like okay, everyone's got these plans, everyone's got this stuff, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "No, no, we can't do that," and everyone has to go new plan. And some people just put their life on hold. You know, a lot of car paid. A lot of people. A lot of car pays. A lot of DMs didn't get car paid. um, (laughs) (laughs) To keep with the actual syntax there, but the um, the ones who were able to flourish were the people who made masks but also the people who were able to adapt to it and say okay what does my day look like now my data isn't just like a set of uh rpg uh points that i need to accomplish i, I you know and this is why i'd really um find people when people go like oh i need to go to harvard and then i need to do this and then i need to do this it's like oh you've got the next 40 years planned have fun with that um <laughs> like how are you going to deal with the, the, um you know, the cost know, the broken arm <laughs> you're going to get in your when house. you're 35, like, or, you know, what happens when your car breaks down? It's like you, you, you need to plan for versatility. And part of that is, and I'm not even saying the bad stuff that's going to happen. Like what happens if, and this kind of happened to me and everyone thought I was stupid and everyone was like professors and parents and everyone was telling me, it's just like, you shouldn't be doing that. I met a girl. it wasn't my fault. Um, But I met a girl and I was just like, well, I'm going to put all my bags and beans into this one. And
1: uh, And that to me is an example of your ideals changing though. Right. at the time that was congruent with your ideals and then it became perpendicular.
0: (laughs) Right. And so, you know, what happens if you meet someone, you're just like, yeah, this is the one. And then you have to, you know, you get you like, when well, we're going to get married, we're going to do this. And everyone's telling you, no, you have to do it according to this. It's like, no, that's versatility. You can do both. Like I got married and got my degree. It didn't affect it in any way. Like it actually made it more, uh, well, people just don't like marriage these days because, you know, filthy breeders and stuff nuts to those guys. you, you, you know, virgins from the club of Rome. But um wait thirty <laughs> years when they need a tax base. Oh, I wish more people had more kids. <laughs> yeah, look what's happening <laughs> in China right now. Geez. <laughs> Someone told me that their population is gonna be half of what it is if they keep on this trend in by the end of the century. Oh, um, it's
1: too late. It's already gonna be halved. As soon as the seniors from that bubble die.
0: Oh man, all this Yeah,
1: in, in twenty or thirty years it's gonna be uh, they're gonna Will be when you get oh, maybe... that
0: many single men in a in a one place, bad things happen in <laughs> history. I can tell you that, um, but um, what is, I guess that goes along with that dream deferred, but the dream deferred is actually a girlfriend and not, you know, racial equality. <laughs> Ooh, that's a Langdon Hughes poem, but anyway. <laughs> but,
1: I might jump off of that and skip to uh, and move it along to. One,
0: one of the things I wanted to say though, quickly, oh, is sorry. that yeah. these things that you need to carpe diem, these things that you need to seize are, the positive things, the small positive things that you just need to grasp at, you know, smell those flowers, pet that cat, have a cat. Don't just be like, well, you know, I got excuses and stuff. It's like, no, oh, nuts to your excuses. Enjoy your life. Like, you know, memento mori. So, you know, carpe diem. Oh, geez, I'm going to, too much Latin. So what, these things are is you need to actually seize them. You need to take them. You actively They're not going to come to you. You need to actually grab them. That's one thing I remember learning is that just like, oh, I have to actually go out and do the thing. And the more you do them, the better you get at grasping them. And I think it's easy to take negative things and it's easy to deal with a negative thing because it's just like, oh, my you know, my car got hit. Now I have to deal with this and you go seize the insurance forms. But the positive stuff is just like, oh, you know, I don't need that. Or, oh, I don't have time for that. Oh, you know, if I, if I go to the hockey game, then I'm going to be tired at work tomorrow. It's like, oh yeah, that sucks. Doesn't it? (laughs) What if they win and you're at the water cooler the next day being like, oh man, you see that goal? It's like, yeah, I was there. That's seizing the day right there. And, and that's sort of like the grabbing of it,
1: the seizing. Yeah. That's exactly where I wanted to take it. So you, you took the words right out of my mouth, and from that negativity, I was also going to s- sort of lean into the whole regret side because regret can turn into an excellent motivator if it doesn't knock you down. Yeah. If you have a regret and that motivates you or inspires you to do something today that you should have done or wanted to do or never did, um, twenty years ago, ten years ago, one year ago, whatever, like. You can start today. That grasping thing is like an opportunity. It's not something that just hangs over your head like a storm cloud that's forever gonna weigh you down or um, judge your character or something, right? Oh like, it will. I never felt bad about it. When you
0: remember it and you're like, why did I say that? <laughs> <It> <laughs> but will. Usually
1: the reason the reason is I'm smarter now than I was then. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Because
1: if I wouldn't say it now and I did say it then, obviously I've learned something in between. I don't know exactly what it was or what taught it to me. But I, th- I think differently now and that's a plus, that's a benefit. Mm-hmm. So like when I went back to school 10 years after finishing high school, I went back to university and then after leaving university from health problems and stuff and um, going back again, what, seven or eight years later, it's not a regret thing that I never finished. And it was never a regret thing for me. It was a pride thing that I accomplished You know, one year when I was sick and shouldn't have been able to do anything. I was proud of myself for that. And then going back when I was able to. Um, was difficult because I'm still sick, but (laughs) the, the, the regret part never played a role as, uh, as a negative. So when people take negatives and don't spin them around as a tool for opportunity, they tend to become baggage and that baggage sort of bleeds over into the rest of your lives. Usually, Mm. usually it bleeds over into like resentment of other friends or people or jealousy or envy or any of those other seven deadly sins. It's usually some type of, um, well, disgust or distaste with personal self and a lack of carpe diem in their regular lives. But instead of fixing the problem and saying, now I know better, tomorrow I'm going to be a better person than I was well, yesterday. I've seen they this just happen- stop.
0: I've seen this happen and it's actually like what I've seen when I've seen and I've got, I've uh, seen a couple of people fall into that trap and it's actually kind of worse. Like it's, it's absolute tragedy because you see someone and they'll start they'll make one mistake and then they'll 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 botch the getting back up or they won't get back up or they'll 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 make a fiction out of it uh you know it wasn't my fault or uh you know or it happened to me because of this or it was the Jews or something (laughs) like that (laughs) um and what happens is you start telling lies about what it is. Oh, well, I'm not, I can't do this because of, you know, that time that I got slighted by, you know, that I got turned down by a job or I got fired. Therefore I can't ever work again. Or, and then you start telling more lies and then the lies build upon the lies.
1: And then you you've got this them.
0: fortress of regret, which is buttressed by all these lies that you, you can't, it becomes more and more hard to start telling the truth. Um, and fess up to it because the rejection of all this would actually end up destroying you or you Um, believe
1: it will destroy you it's not that it actually will that's part of the fiction it's like i need this
0: this is part of me or yeah and there's a couple a couple times i've seen this um, is that i wasn't sure that if they actually rejected this if they would come out of it absolutely sane (laughs) Um, i thought that the Confrontation of their dragon. The dragon had gotten so large that they couldn't confront it anymore, and it was just, just
1: Nietzsche's darkness, like we talked in our last yeah, <laughs> it
0: was a couple episodes ago. We make these oh, too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My memory sucks. It was like three weeks <laughs> ago. Oh, man, time just keeps going. That's the other thing. Just time speeds up. <laughs> but, yeah, we've been on here a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over a year now. We started last October, November,
1: November, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah wow okay. um we seized I, the day
1: yeah um, i think
0: i'm ready to wrap up if uh yeah i think that's good i think we've said our our piece um things i guess little tips i guess we can do is read audiobooks mm. double your time uh i've said this before like just have an audiobook on your phone with an audiobook app so that you can like use your time not only wisely but you can double what your your productivity and it's like productivity sounds good but it's the best word i have for it but what ends ends up being is you have a finite amount of time if you're gardening or if you're cleaning and you weren't, weren't going to clean but you're now going to do it because you're reading on a book now you've read a book and have a clean house and like stuff like that that's little things that you can do uh just be smart about your life i guess
1: And I would suggest that for as much effort as we give our employers, like, you know, there's 24 hours in a day, you sleep for eight, you give eight to your employer, the other eight is for you, right? Mm -hmm. For as much energy as I give my employers to help them make money and sustain a living, I should give myself, I should award myself that same benefit. And that's sort of how I motivate myself to exercise and eat properly and, and take time for leisure and like sit and play games and study a bit of my free time. Because if I'm willing to give that energy to a company, some faceless other people or whatever, yeah, I'm getting a paycheck for it. But I mean, like. The reason why they can pay me is because I'm giving them more value than they're paying me for. That's like Mm -hmm. the whole economics of getting a job, right? If I'm willing to subject myself to that type of work and effort for an employer, which you rightly should do, but you should also give yourself, your own body, your own mind, that same effort and energy and emphasis. If you just lay around because you're able to and you're allowed to and nobody's bugging you and you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't really have big ambitions or whatever. You don't have to have big ambitions to go for a walk. You should just walk. Just because like yeah, whether that's... it's with your friends or not to socialize and like you said, doubling up your time or reading an audiobook or whatever, like cook food, make food for yourself on a regular basis. So it's rare or weird or a treat when you don't, don't make it so regular that you eat out or get takeout or get fast food or whatever, that it's weird when you make food, it should be the other way around. Like give yourself your body, treat your body the same way that you treat some faceless company that works, that, that pays you. Um, that would be my advice. And that's it helps me get motivated to get up in the morning when I have a day off. I still wake up early. And then, you know, you can take your time to cook because that's part of mental health and stuff. So you don't have to like crack a whip on yourself and make your life just miserable 24 7 because you're just work, work, work.
0: But yeah, I used to do that. Set,
1: set time aside. Like give yourself an hour to cook. Maybe it only takes you 45 minutes if you do it slowly, 15 if you rush. Like just. Give yourself blocks of time that you owe yourself, an hour to exercise. You might only need 20 minutes to stretch, 20 minutes to exercise. So you've got 20 minutes spare. So you just leave these buffer rooms for leisure all over the place and uh, and double up those efforts with audiobooks and uh, language practice. Or if you're watching, if you like TV shows and stuff, leisure is important. But if you can double up your leisure with exercise or like watch a sporting event while you're on a treadmill or going for a walk and you got a mobile device or something, do it. Just, just do stuff all the time, and then when you have free time, you'll do what's actually most important to you. What's actually valuable. The things you will see what's valuable
0: to you. Yeah, I think uh, and clean, clean. The rest really of that good. is like everything else is just excuses. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, this today, or I can't do that, or me, 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 me. That's how I feel about that. They're just excuses. <laughs> well, having
1: chronic illness, it doesn't feel like excuses. I just yeah, sort of. Know. assume know everybody has some type of illness because my yeah. only experience of the world is is a certain I'm kind of learning way.
0: that with my heart but, thing, and I'll go out and I'll try and deny the fact that I have this thing with my heart and then i'll go for a run and i'll just be like i must be better because i have energy today oh geez three days down (laughs) and i'll be like man i'm stupid (laughs) you i guess you could be stupid
1: about it but but. making the effort is important because that's going to help maintain your your homeostasis right that effort that wanting to and the continuing trying is i think it's productive doctor might say otherwise but i think it's helpful to stress your body um not over stress it not permanently but it needs bursts of stress. That's how it's built to function.
0: Yeah. I don't the reason we we're so adaptable is because exercise. we work
1: well under stress. <laughs> but yeah, cool. All right. Um, we're going to have some, we should do some housekeeping here. Um, we're going to have a, a, a layoff or a layover or something. In, oh, who are we laying off?
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's yes, up? Uh, I'm out in Manitoba for, uh, for Christmas to see my family because Carpe Diem. Which is He's more important a than truckload the podcast? Of glad tidings. Yes, my joy will be boundless. Um, ho ho ho! Uh, so yeah, you we might take a, across the borders. We, we <laughs> might take a week off, but we also might. The uploads might not stops there might be a bit of a hiatus for a week or so around the Christmas New Year's break
1: yeah we'll try not to but if it happens it happens and we'll be back mm-hmm. in January so don't cry too much we could just do a live stream when we're actually like in the same
0: room <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic the channel's yeah.
1: never had a same room live session
0: yeah i'll we'll get Megan in
1: cool yeah. but um you've been listening to frivolous gravitas with myself christopher driver and as always the super elegantly charming I'm Up elegantly Jordan, charming, not just regular charming.
0: No, super why. charming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. No,
1: thanks for tuning in.